You're listening to The Whole Podcast with Becky Alcantar and Nancy Gruzzi. Parenting is a challenge when circumstances and conditions are great. But how do we parent our kids well when our kids are struggling? Are the events of today impacting my kids for a lifetime? What can we do as a parent to help our kids grow stronger through their experiences today? Join us as we talk about how do I parent my anxious kids? Welcome to The Whole Podcast, a production of Journey to Wholeness. In the studio today, we have the founder and pastor of Journey to Wholeness, Pastor Becky Alcantar. Hi, Hello. Becky. Hello. <laughs> and we are guest list today. Yes, it's I don't us. think that's a word. Uh, <laughs> guest list. Are guest list, but guest list. Less. Less. <laughs> uh, last, on the last episode, we had a couple different guests. So um, today, though, we are talking a lot about parenting Um, And what parenting is looking like right now in 2021, because parenting in a, let's just call it parenting in a normal world Mm. is challenging anyway, Mm -hmm. because as parents, we're kind of like, oh, don't know what we're doing. But parenting now is an even bigger struggle, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like what we could refer to or... Uh, look back to or even research, there was just no documentation on what do you do when the world shuts down and your kid's life turns upside down as well as your own. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then add to that, you know, we may have all been sick at the same time or Mm -hmm. sick at the same time, but not in the same way. Mm -hmm. And what did that do to our kids in the process when we didn't always have the answers? Uh, I think for ourselves or for our children. Most of us pride ourselves in being able to answer our kids' questions. And for the first time, we didn't have an answer. Or even if you answered them, uh, things would change so rapidly Mm -hmm. that you're like, uh, correction, edit, like, and feeling like, am I losing my child's trust? Um, Are there things foundationally in them that are are changing, or maybe you didn't think it was impacting your kids and you had a rude awakening uh, like we did in our house. We thought our kids were <laughs> thriving and then found out that, you know, our son wasn't doing so well in school and was really having a hard time. Mm-hmm. And yet all of us were trying to keep our chins up. Yeah, and it's trying, fine. Yeah, Everything's fine. Every And that included our kids. And I think maybe we modeled that, like it's going to work out, it's going to be okay. But we weren't talking about the hard things. The disappointing mm-hmm. things, leaving mm-hmm. space for those things and saying it's okay to not be okay today. It's mm-hmm. okay to be sad and to grieve these things today. It's okay to feel really uncertain and, and a little anxious about like what's tomorrow mm-hmm. going to bring. And that's normal. And how do we steward that well for our kids as right. we're trying to figure that out? For ourselves <laughs> anyway, because it is it is a challenge just to be a parent and especially if you're a first time parent or even if you're not a new mom to navigate this, like with the kids in school, I feel like that's just a whole different thing. My daughter, we have three kids and my daughter is 13 and then we have another one that's eight and a son that's five. So if we, you know, if anything comes up in, you know, while we're chatting here, Uh like that's the ages of my kids. And so I feel like with Kylie, our oldest, Um, We've noticed a lot of anxiety and I think that that's probably normal at this age, you know, turning 13 and being in seventh grade, there's a lot of changes. Um, But I think that it's kind of a matter of thinking through, 
are we are we saying the right things to her? Yeah. Or more or less, are we um, approaching it the right way? Mm-hmm. You know, not maybe not just telling her what to do, but asking the questions. And I feel like that's a little bit of what we'll be able to talk about is like what's really going on right. inside the kids with everything. Right. And one quote I heard uh, just in the last few days was, it was this is very journey to wholeness like is we need to learn to tell our stories in order to listen to stories well mm. and when you do learn your story and you realize wow there are things that happened in my past in my lifetime that really impacted me and impacted the way i see the world and operate in it mm-hmm. and then to think Oh my goodness, here I have these three kids and they just experienced something that I never did. I think the only equivalent we could really compare to, um, and uh, we're recording right on the heels of the anniversary is 9-11. Mm-hmm. Many of mm-hmm. us have memories and we we can actually recall deciding some things about ourselves and the world around mm-hmm. us in that time period. And I think a similar thing is happening right now during this time period um, that everyone keeps calling unprecedented. And mm-hmm. yet every generation has some event that really changes our perspective and how we see ourselves in our world and what we believe about things. Mm-hmm. And at some point we need to go back and address those and work through them and understand them. And there's a lot of reasons for that, um, but we don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, we keep making decisions and moves and l- lack of decisions <laughs> from that place. And then we have this realization that our kids might be going through the same thing. Yeah. And then you think, oh no, like, am, are we going to break the kids and they're going to remember yes. that am I ruined this them? happened during COVID and COVID just has this big... Right. A spot on their timeline, which if you are familiar with Journey to Wholeness, I mean, the timeline is like... Essential. The mo- yeah, it's just the most important thing yeah. to do as you're looking at your life. What are some of those moments that really change the trajectory? Or maybe, mm-hmm. Becky, you would probably say just even change the narrative yes. in your own head yeah. as far as what you believe to be true. These defining moments for mm-hmm. good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um but there, we say it's just an inventory. It's what you have, mm-hmm. and taking a look at are those things that are helping me, and fueling me, and um, are resources for me, or are these things that have been holding me back? Mm-hmm. That there are really obstacles or blockages that just need to get cleared up and redefined. And I need to uh, give new words and understanding to that time and place because one. And this is true for our kids that they don't have the cognitive ability to really process some of these mm-hmm. things. And so when we see them acting out or we see them um, shutting down, it's because they don't know the pathway mm-hmm. to really work through this. And the reason is that their prefrontal cortex, which is where we make a lot of these decisions and where we categorize and um, interpret things and, and gain a perspective, uh, isn't fully formed. Mm. It's not fully formed until they're 25 years old. Oh my goodness. So this is why your kids need you even uh, when they're in college, yes. or even in the first few years when they've moved away from home and that they still need that coaching, that mm-hmm. guidance. And so um, you do move from a, a parenting and protecting and shielding and security yeah. to, you know, coaching and helping them to make those connections and understand that path that, uh, 
uh, leading them along the way so that they can process these things. So if they don't have that ability to process it the way we do as adults, then they are processing it in a different way Mm -hmm. through their behavior, through their emotions, and they may not understand those things. And that's our job to help walk them through those. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's observe what's happening inside them. Let's understand that, okay, they're not acting out or they're not emotional or they're not getting in trouble at school because, you know, they're um, bad kids. Mm -hmm. They're having trouble processing what they're experiencing, and that's leading them to work through it in ways that they're familiar right, with. Right, and to respond a certain way. Right, yeah. So what we're trying to help them to do is give them the words, give them the connections that we have access to that they don't. And as we do, then that muscle, that prefrontal cortex, starts to grow and develop, and now they have that tool, they have the experience Mm -hmm. that helps our growth and maturity. And now they're going to be able to do that. And Mm -hmm. so that's where I often say, you know, I know as a parent, you want to fix it for them. And I think we all (laughs) tried and then we were frustrated because we couldn't fix certain things. And we don't have the answers. I think that's what was so frustrating. I think not only was it that, that we can't quote unquote fix it, which what does that really look like? But when the kids come home, and they have questions about what's going on or why this or why that. We're kind of like, I don't, I don't know. know. Well, how long is it going to be? I don't know. And so through that, it's, you know, I, I feel like, and I don't, I don't know if you agree with this. Some people might be like, oh, we're talking about the pandemic again. But that's because it, it hasn't ended. <laughs> and so I feel like um, just generally speaking, it would have been really nice if it was two months yeah. And then we could be like, well, that was crazy. Yeah. But it, it's it gone on to be such a big ordeal for good reason right. that now we're, we're, we really are still navigating how that's affecting the kids right. and how they react and respond to things. I think you and I had a conversation about Kylie and her anxiety. Yeah. And, you know, to, to your point of like how they react, I mean, she just cries. Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of, I don't think that it's random, but I think when she's feeling anxious or she doesn't know how to handle something, it's just the tears, you know, and we went for the first week and a half of school and every morning it was, and, and, and they're not tears that aren't valid. Mm -hmm. Um, but what's the, where's it coming from? Where is it coming from? And that's a great question. And that's what, they're having trouble doing on their own. Mm-hmm. And so we get the opportunity to really form strong relationships with our kids mm-hmm. as we ask them probing, prodding questions to lead them into uh, a resolution and show them how to do that for themselves. And so mm-hmm. it's going to take mom and dad doing that as they're still growing and learning. But when you're not present, and this is the goal for every parent, when I'm not present, will they be able to walk those steps on their own? Because we have modeled them and practiced them. And even though they don't understand why we were doing it or how like <laughs> the brain works and the science and all of that, they still have okay, mom and dad used to always do this. This is what we do. Mm -hmm. And I know that that because when they go amongst their friends and they say something and their friends are like, where'd you get that from? Well, that's what 
That's what just, we do. This yeah, is what we do. Yeah. Right. And until they understand, until they're capable of understanding, this is what we do. This is the path. These are the steps mm-hmm. that I don't understand them, but this is what I was taught. And they're helpful. They help relieve the pressure. They help me understand myself better. They wow. help me to pay attention to my thoughts and you know how my body is responding. They help me to pay attention to my emotions and not be ashamed of them, but mm-hmm. to use them as the the red flags or the indicators or the clues to here's where the the issue may lie. Mm -hmm. And I'm not afraid to dig into that because mom and dad walked through that with me. And I know that when we uncover it, it's much more relieving and satisfying Mm -hmm. than the anxiety and the fears telling me it is. It's a lot smaller than what I thought. It also helps them with a fixed and uh, a Growth mindset. Because remember, if they don't have the ability to think these things through, then these are the, this is just the way it is. How many times mm-hmm. have you heard a kid say that? Oh, this is how it is. A lot. This is or how it I'm, is. Even or even about themselves. Mm-hmm. Like even about, I'm not good at math. Right. Well, if you, if you keep stating that you're not good at math, yeah. how are you going to grow? But think no? about their brain wasn't able to be creative enough yet to make that connection mm-hmm. yet so that they go, well, no, it's not that I'm not good at math. But that's where it stopped. Well, I must not be good at math. And they had to file it away because mm-hmm. otherwise they'd get stuck in this place where it's going on inside of them over and over. And until they get information or until they've grown enough to go, well, actually, I know that. And then they can move past that. That is just the script that they set and tucked away to relieve the stress of right. them not being able to overcome that in the moment. Yeah. Our job is to remind them that you're growing and learning all the time and you can do this. And I know that you're going to do well in this because, and that lets them know that life is a growth process, Mm -hmm. that it's a journey, that it's a, a, a sequence of opportunities to grow and stretch and figure things out. And that just because you didn't know something today doesn't mean you're not going to know something tomorrow mm-hmm. or the next year or that this is the way you were made. Um, yeah. And that's final. Um, and that's such a huge message for all of us to know that I was made to heal and grow Mm -hmm. and learn and live in the fullness of life. And it's all available to me. There's nothing that's withheld from me. Mm -hmm. It may take a little more work to get that muscle going and uh, to grow that area of our brain, but it is possible. And when we believe that, now we translate that to our kids and everything we do Mm -hmm. and say and how we speak and, and, and live and move through life and that in itself uh, kids learn much more from what they observe than what Mm -hmm. we say and so I know that in this time you're like am I saying the right things am I asking the right questions but are you uh, finding time to work through the stresses that you're experiencing Mm -hmm. of the anxiety that you're feeling are you finding places to rest and to um enjoy relationships and to laugh and to, um, again, just live in the fullness of life. If I see that even though it was tough and we didn't know what was going on and, you know, this is just a lesson for life, right? I right. know we focus on <laughs> pandemic, but gosh, any month to month, there can be a surprise. This is, um, I don't think anyone would call the pandemic a blessing (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. or want to go through it again. But I think we can recognize that it has given us 
opportunities Mm -hmm. to grow stronger and learn and mature in areas that we maybe didn't know or realize that we could use some stretching in. Mm -hmm. And the question is, are we going to step into that and model that for our kids Mm -hmm. or have we chosen not to and we're still on a pause waiting for things to, air quotes, get back to normal Um, when life is full of obstacles Mm -hmm. and I can stop and sit down and wait for them to move on their own. I don't know how often that happens Uh, (laughs) or I can look for where's the opportunity. How can I get creative here um, to make this a different experience Mm -hmm. for my kids? I I know I've talked to like older generation quite a bit who went through, you know, wars and um, just some really tough times. And uh, what I found really interesting was that the ones who had done the best were those whose parents made their lack or the uncertainty mm. fun. So, uh, gosh, I was reading a story about uh, a family that they didn't have, they didn't have much food be, and there were the rations. Yeah. And her, their mom made this special like um, recipe and it was their special fun recipe, mm-hmm. but it was really because they were eating the same thing for like the fifth time in a row and so she just made it fun and called it fun Mm -hmm. think about this the power of like the word she called it fun and suddenly they acted like it was fun and celebrated around it and it was just her way of relieving the mundaneness and the stress that they were feeling and not um, bringing attention to the fact that you know what this is really tough time we have nothing Mm -hmm. and instead made it something that they could just laugh about and yeah. you know gather around now does that mean that we ignore the underlying things right. does that mean that we don't address it no and we learned that the hard way when our kids you know really we found out they were having a really tough time but trying to keep their chin up um there's space for both though yeah that that's actually what i wanted to go back to um a little bit ago you mentioned that you know when when the kids say something that is very much a fixed mindset mm-hmm. If you, as the parent, don't interrupt that, right, and you kind of were speaking to like, if if we don't ask the right questions or if we don't interrupt that that right. train of thought or the putting it on the shelf, is like super detrimental, right, to the kids. Like, would you say that that's not ideal? But if that's not ideal and you're not around, yeah. or you haven't taught it, or you don't know how to respond to that, and that happens, like, what's what is um, actually going on? in their mind when they have a fixed mindset and they allow themselves to like, let's just say spiral. Right. Like how does that affect them? And then how do you pull them back from it? Yeah. Because I I can sometimes watch. Yes. And it makes me go, stop. No, you know, like I I can see in Kylie's eyes that she's going down this path of, I'm just not good at this and I just can't do it. And it's that overwhelming emotion. And as a mom, I'm like, how do we cut that off? Yeah. You know, but at the same time, how do we teach and train and coach right. how to handle some like a situation like that? Yeah. That's like so the two parts. That's the biggest fear, right? That, you know, they're gonna decide something and I'm not gonna be present yeah. <laughs> to address it. And yet if they have decided something, so there's three things, perceptions, interpretation, expectation, right? And so if their perception changes, that means their interpretation was based on the tools available to them right now, which we just said are limited. Mm-hmm. And then it sets their expectations about life. 
the thing about it is that we don't need to fear that because if it becomes a script for them, you're going to hear the script come out of them, mm-hmm. right? And if they can't put into words and they're getting emotional, that's the first step. So how do we uh, help them in that? How do we go about that? And it's not saying, uh, well, that's not true. This is what you need to do. Yeah. Uh, You're smart. You're good at math. Yeah. That's fixing it, right? You're trying to fix it, but we haven't taught them how to overcome those thoughts, fears, worries, Mm -hmm. stresses on their own. And that's our goal is to teach them how to be functioning adults at some point who actually leave us. Uh, So what do we do? We acknowledge the emotion, right? We'll stop crying. We don't say that. Mm -hmm. We say, I see that you're really upset right now. I'm so sorry you're feeling this way. Do you need a hug? (laughs) And if it's no, okay, what do you need? Do you need me to encourage you? Give them uh, choices, right? Because if you say, what do you need? You just gave them something else to do Mm -hmm. that they may not be able to figure out. But you know that, okay, do you need uh, me to support you? Do you want me to help you figure out how to navigate this? Um, Or do you need some time alone? And now they have options, right? Mm-hmm. And I know as soon as uh, my husband asks, where do you want to eat for dinner? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And he says a place, I know exactly what I don't want. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so true. <laughs> well, no, not that. <laughs> you said you yes. didn't know. <laughs> I don't know anything, honey. <laughs> yeah. Until um, he says where he wants to go. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as we can settle down the emotions that have mm-hmm. erupted because I feel overwhelmed, now we can talk about, what is, what is, what got you upset today? Okay. What, when did you start getting upset? What happened today? Mm. What's going on that, you know, you're thinking about, or what are you working on right now that made you feel this way? And then we can start going through and helping them resolve it. Now, again, we're not going, well, you just need to do this. (laughs) We say, well, what do you think you can do to make that better? Yeah. And Becky is saying that because we've had this conversation <laughs> before, <laughs> because I was like, I, I told, and I'm saying, I'm sharing this only because I bet other parents have yeah. done the same thing. And for me, it was like, oh, that's not good. Cause I go to <laughs> Becky and I was like, I told her it would probably be best if she just listened to us when we told her that she needs to do her homework in her bedroom instead of at the kitchen table. <laughs> And while and that Becky is, was like, um, well, <laughs> well, that can be true. I don't, I didn't know if that was true for her, how she well, operates. Well, I guess that's a really great point for yeah. her because maybe because of who she is, she does need to be aware of what's going on in the house in yes. order to be able to concentrate mm-hmm. on what she needs to concentrate on. Whereas, but even, even the point of saying like, Kylie, you should go in your room or why don't you go in your room? Which is really an assumption, yes. you know, like, why don't you do that? Right. There may be a valid reason why not. Um, I don't know if she performs better having um, background noise right. around her, being mm-hmm. around other people. Or um, feeling like proximity, she- proximity yeah. mm-hmm. uh, makes her feel comforted and calm. Right. So there's a lot of like factors that, you know, you don't necessarily think about or um, factor in and yeah. you don't analyze your kids as you're going through this. But what we can do is ask questions mm-hmm. that open them up to conversation that actually helps us build a stronger relationship. And it sounds so simple. Tools. It doesn't, doesn't it sound so simple? Well, I will tell you that 
I have put this into practice, but I have also failed miserably in this area. (laughs) And so one of the most powerful things that you can do when you have a moment like that, because I get it, you're stressed out Mm -hmm. too. You walked in from work and work is a mess right now, or work is really stressful because you have less people working with you, or you just changed jobs for the 10th time because of companies restructuring, trying to deal with what's going on. You may not have been prepared for this onslaught of your kid losing it or finding out that, you know, your kid hasn't been performing as go the way they communicated they were performing (laughs) and you get an email from the teacher, whatever it is that abruptly awakened you to the fact that my kid is not doing okay right now. Um, It's not about the behavior or, or those are those are the indicators that there's something else happening. I can look at them that way. Okay, this isn't the end of the world. This is something we can fix. This is something that we can work through. And I'm going to use this as an opportunity to teach them and help them so that the next time something comes up like this, they might still need me, but I bet you they'll be able to do that first step on their own. Mm -hmm. All right, why Mm -hmm. am I upset right now? So that when mom comes in the door, it's not, I'm crying. It's, hey mom, can we talk? Because I got really emotional today because of, mm-hmm. oh, like mm. a part of the work is already done, right? How do you love that? But I will admit that there are plenty of times that I did not respond well. And I, the most powerful, the most powerful thing you can say to your child is I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I had a hard day too. I get it. You're emotional. I had some emotions today too. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that together so that we can feel better. Mm-hmm. And as I apologize and I, as I show my child how to repair that, now they're not afraid to come to me about something. Now they know that them having struggles and making mistakes isn't a character flaw, mm-hmm. that they're not bad, that they're not broken, that they can't. All the scripts that maybe you struggle with as well, many of us do. I want to help them to overcome those. I want them to be aware of those things. I That's part of my parenting that I want to teach them so that they are equipped mm-hmm. for the obstacles that they are going to face in the future, mm-hmm. for the challenges that they're going to face in the future. If they didn't have them, they wouldn't be growing. Right. And so we can't shy away or be afraid of those, but we can absolutely start teaching them the tools and the methods of how do I work through this in a way that um, I don't feel like guilty or ashamed about how I reacted, but I'm responding out of an awareness of who I am, what I'm capable of, and what what I'm not expected to um be able to do on my own, right? And that's a big lesson. Uh, A lot of times we think, well, I should be able to get through this and why am I getting emotional or why can't I figure this out? And there are just times we were created for relationship. There are just times when we need to come alongside someone else uh, to do that. And that's the biggest gift of parenting, Mm -hmm. learning that I have someone I can come alongside with and they're going to help me and Um, encourage me and love me through this. And I don't need to be afraid to ask questions when I don't know what Mm. to do next. Mm -hmm. And that kindness and gentleness, Mm. like we talked about a little bit Mm -hmm. with as a, as a mom and dad approaching it with a soft approach instead of this like 
just go in your room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because as much as we're practical for journey wholeness, we are very scriptural. And so all mm-hmm. of the things that we're talking about are Bible based. There are things that scripture tells us that we should do how to parent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ones I'm sure many of you have heard is train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And isn't that what we've just been talking mm-hmm. about? Walking alongside our kids to show them how to navigate these feelings, how to navigate these difficulties, how to navigate the thoughts that they may have because they've decided certain things because they weren't equipped at the mm-hmm. time to actually work through them. Uh, and then one of my favorites is Ephesians 6, 4, which is fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instructions of the Lord. And, you know, when we're abrupt with our kids or we feel overwhelmed. And so I know um, in our generation, it was um, kids are seen and not heard. And I think that was because the questions we were asking our parents didn't have answers to Mm, and so they felt ill-equipped and so it was uh, we don't talk about that stuff Mm -hmm. and yet sweep it under the rug yeah and that can't be uh, I think in ourselves we feel that way and we definitely don't want that experience for our kids we want them to do a little better than we have and know a little more than we did Mm -hmm. and so um, I'm not going to provoke my children to anger I'm not going to bottle them up Um, I'm going to be kind and gentle Mm -hmm. uh, because that's the way that God shows us. Right. Right? I'm gonna. It's the kindness of God that leads us to. Uh, I always like pause yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> is that salvation's redemption? Um, yeah, that's uh, redemption. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll put in the notes. Or yeah, um, but it's His kindness that leads us there, mm-hmm. and um, it's not you know sweeping under the rug or yeah. or saying this is the way it should be and mm-hmm. you should do. Um, take some time to get to know your kids and how they operate and how they prefer to navigate life. Yeah, and maybe depending on the age of your children, like maybe there is a, a scripture uh, memory verse that would be helpful for them just to remember yes. like what they should be focusing on. I know Kylie, um, her teacher last year gave her Philippians 6, 8, uh-huh. uh, you know, um, whatever is true, you know, think about whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure. And I know this year she's like, oh, I remember I got this last year from my teacher. And I said, read, read the two verses above it. And she's like, what? And I said, read the two verses above it because Philippians 4, 6 Uh is do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present your request to God. And she stopped and I was like, okay, keep reading. That's where it gets good, right? Yeah. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds right. in Christ Jesus. And she's like, oh, her mind, you know, yeah. it was so fun mind to have that conversation because she's like, I got this one last year and now you're telling me this one this year. And I'm like, that's kind of how God works. God. Yeah. <laughs> and she kind of got chills because yes. I was like, that's God. That's not just a coincidence. No. That's not just a happenstance or mom knew that and that's how he works and that's how our brains Mm -hmm. work right it's layer upon layer Mm -hmm. and as we're ready and as we've grown and mature then we get the next piece and the next Mm -hmm. piece that we work on and so I know a lot of people can get discouraged and that oh I'm still dealing with this stuff but no you're not and there's this uh, 80-10-10 principle we talk about in journey wholeness that 80% of your 
of your healing comes for the realization and the knowledge of what this is. This is the piece of my story and I understand how that impacted me now. Oh, there's so much relief in that. And then you could stay there and go like, oh, I'm done. Like, it's, that's pretty good. I'm satisfied with that. But then there's that other 10% of let's scrape, let's scrape the, oh, I use a cake batter bowl, right? So we pour out the cake batter and then we mm-hmm. scrape the bowl because there's a lot of stuff there that, you know, if you're the kid and you're like, mom, can I have that spatula with what you're scraping out? <laughs> but there's still a lot there um, that still comes up, but it's the grace of God and his kindness that doesn't allow all of that to come up at once. That would be overwhelming mm-hmm. for us. Um, but he is intentional and he He is a God who completes things. And so he's not going to leave you there because he loves you too much for that. Mm-hmm. So we work on those things as well. And then the last 10% is God himself just coming in and and giving us his grace and his peace that surpasses all understanding. So I just love how that scripture in itself tells you the method, which is mm-hmm. what Journey to Wholeness uses. <laughs> There's this reassurance that we get from God and we need mm-hmm. to trust him. But in the process, he gives us these practical things through prayer and supplication. Like mm-hmm. he tells us what to exactly do. Exactly what to do. So that yeah. we can get to the point of, and I think too often we go, well, just focus on what is good and pure. And, and then you're like, okay, great. But how do I get rid of all the other <laughs> stuff that's inside of me? Mm-hmm. And where did that come from? And that's what we like to talk about. And that's what we need to teach our kids to do. Mm-hmm. We could tell them and try to fix it, but we would rob them of the experience and the journey that really roots deep, um, the knowledge that becomes wisdom in our life. And uh, that's what I want. I want my kids to be a lot wiser mm, than yes. I was when I was 18 or 21 or 28, you know? Yeah. I can just think, as I say those ages, I think of all right. the stuff that I was still struggling with. And uh, my heart for my kids is that they wouldn't, that they would learn from the lessons that I had to learn, but I can't rob them from the process of really having that rooted deep in them. That doesn't mean you let them like figure it out and go (laughs) through the hard stuff and (laughs) suffer. But also that's not what God would do either. Right. You know, like there, there's always a lesson in it and that's part of the journey is being able to recognize what that is. Right. And not just putting a bandaid on it and not just fixing it. If I can walk my children through making those decisions for themselves, it's going to have a much longer lasting impact uh, an influence in their life as they leave our homes and and they're not with us all the time and we're not with them to catch those things. Mm-hmm. But I think about like what, you know, our kids have been struggling with and even in a normal year and a, a non-stressful uh, year where we've had a major uh, global <laughs> event because <laughs> uh, I really don't even want to say the word anymore. Nope. Uh, but, you know, they deal with abrupt changes sometimes and that can cause trauma uh, in a person because there's a rise of cortisol that really leaves a signature stamp and can leave kids fearful mm-hmm. um, or hesitant. And so we have to think about that and how their little bodies are processing that and how we can help them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of like my son and he just needs to run, run and sweat. And as he does, <laughs> he works out some of the stresses and worries mm-hmm. um, of a day. Um, I think about, you know, how environments have collided in their world. So now school and home and fun and relaxation is work and stress and, and uncertainty and it's all mixed together. And I can see how that would gray the lines for them when it comes to boundaries. And maybe it has for us as well. Mm-hmm. If you tend Where to is be work? a is hard work worker, at the office? <laughs> right. And when to stop work because it's mm-hmm. right in my living room mm-hmm. and um, we're not, good at that and we have to reestablish that 
uh, now because it affected how we operate in the world. Mm-hmm. I think about news streams. If we have the news playing when we come home mm-hmm. and what they're interpreting that as and what fears or concerns do they have as a result of that. And so I got to make sure I'm, you know, we talk about um, setting our thinking straight, correcting Mm. our thoughts. And so I have to make sure if they're seeing those things. And honestly, my kid was seeing accounts on YouTube before I did. I didn't know he was seeing these ticker Mm. streams Mm. of this stuff and it was really impacting him. And so I have to make sure we're having conversations about that. Um, Isolation, you know, were your kids not able to see their friends? It was other kids their and age, yeah. Was Were there any creative ways that you thought of to make sure that they were still staying in communication with them um, or, or getting them together in some way, shape, or form? And that really affects how you develop in terms of relationships and friendships. If for 18 months your child hasn't been able to do that, there's going to be a bit of a hiccup. And we might need to help connect those things for them. Mm -hmm. And then uh, canceled events and activities and the disappointment Mm -hmm. of missing a graduation or canceling a school trip that they had looked forward to all through middle school. Um, Just so many Mm -hmm. things that... Have we paused to go, that was really hard. How are you feeling about that? Does that hurt still? Are you really disappointed? What can we do instead? What did you get to do different that's better? Well, maybe not better, but it's different and it's yours. It's all yours. And uh, no one else is going to do that that way, right? There's so many ways you can frame that for them, but we have to start as Ecclesiastes tells us, right? Mm -hmm. There's the sorrow and the weeping before the joy and the dancing. And so make sure you're pausing to acknowledge that for them, to let them know that it's okay to say, this is how I feel so that we can work through that, walk through that with you and then get back to the joy and the fun and Mm -hmm. and all those good things. I mean, even just in the, in the list of some of the examples that you had, um, you covered so many different topics, yeah. <laughs> like trauma and yeah. disappointment. And then we talk, you know, we've talked about grief before and like, yeah. are you allowing space right. for some of this stuff for your children? And are you allowing space for that for yourself? Correct. Or are you just rush, rush, rush? Got to get the homework done. Got to get back to work on the couch, right. the kids in bed and do all of the things, mm-hmm. you know? And so just allowing yourself the time yeah. and just the patience to ask the questions instead of just right. telling your kids what to do or how they're supposed yeah. to be. And just like some of the stuff that you said mm-hmm. is it's game changing just game to be changing. able to, to take that pressure off of yourself and to take it off of the kids. Right. You can't just fix it. And knowing you're not perfect and you're mm-hmm. figuring things out as well. And how helpful forgiveness is in asking for forgiveness or in forgiving, um, you know, the hiccups that happen, the, the the things that go wrong, <laughs> the way that we didn't want to have it go, but it did. And to be gracious enough to yourself and to your mm-hmm. kids to go, okay, that didn't work out. Set the reset button. That's something mm-hmm. it's fun to do with kids. Everyone pause. Let's do a reset. reset. Let's start over. <laughs> um, and they'll laugh and you'll laugh and, and you get to actually rewrite that narrative before it sets itself and it goes on their shelf. Right. That's so great. It's like such a simple, uh, practical takeaway of like doing that. I mean, asking all of the questions is super helpful, but even as simple as your morning might not have got off on the right foot. Maybe one of the kids got up on the wrong side of the bed or the little guy won't get his shoes on and everyone starts raising their voices. 
I mean, I don't know if that happens in anybody's <laughs> houses, but <laughs> it does in mine. And what are you going to do with that? Right. Are you going to, are you going to stop and invest the time that it might take to reset? Right. Are you going to just going to let that snowball into, into something that it shouldn't become for the kids to take to school right. and all of that? There's something, um, uh, the pastor say here, uh, at our local church. And that is, um, you are the thermostat, mm-hmm. not the thermometer. And so know that you can reset the direction. Sometimes it may feel like it's a runaway train, but you are still the parent and you're mm-hmm. the one they look to, to gauge that, but to be the guide in that. And you can reset that at any time. If it, the heat is Heating up, then lower the temperature. And if it, the temperature is too low, then heat it up a bit and have a conversation um, and get to the root of those things. So I think at the root of everything here, we think, what in the world do my kids need? Like, okay, we've you've talked about a lot of good things. There's some practical things that maybe I need to incorporate what do my kids need? And ultimately they need love from you because that's going to give them their sense of worth and tell them who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can learn how to navigate our own stories, we learn how to listen to their stories and then we learn how to share. We don't need to tell them all of our history and what we <laughs> went through. And when I was 10, I walked through, you know, snowstorm. Yeah. Right. But we can give them a little bit of perspective. I know you feel this way. And I remember feeling that way at one time too. But here's what happened and here's what I decided about life afterwards. Mm. Letting them know that, okay, this may be something I feel like I can't figure out right now, but you did it. And so maybe I can too. Mm -hmm. Um, And then work, right? Uh, Don't be afraid to give your kids work to do. Give them responsibilities. The first thing we did when we were home and realized everyone was home and eating snacks and eating at the table and eating on the couch, it was that we gave everybody... uh, like a responsibility. And we set just a timetable. So instead of being like, why is the house a mess? It mm-hmm. was, okay, at three o'clock every day, we're going to do a, a living room sweep or, you know, mm-hmm. just something basic. And it gave them significance that they were important and a part of the team. And we relied on them for something. Mm-hmm. And now they felt like they had a say, they had a contribution to mm-hmm. make. They had some control over at least a little part of their world. In if it's just their living in room. The, I was going to say, in the, <laughs> in the middle of all of the chaos in the, right. in the world, it they was, had some I peace had this in the responsibility yeah. and I'm, I, I can contribute in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, fun, make sure to laugh and give them a connection in a time where everything was anxious and stressful. How can we laugh? Uh, for our family, uh, we... Uh, because you, you could order everything from Amazon right? except yes. for toilet paper. Yes. Uh, we ordered <laughs> telestrations. And I don't know how much we've laughed uh, in that game. And it's basically you draw a picture. And then the next person has to interpret what they think that picture is. Mm-hmm. And then you see if at the end it's anywhere near the word that you got. That's great. And it's hilariously ridiculous what, yeah. <laughs> what we interpret things as. And that's mm-hmm. a good jumping point Ooh, for, for some, some of those conversations, conversations <laughs> as well. I see how you did that uh, yeah, you, were. <laughs> you you know just the right game to order I'm like I think we played Monopoly so I don't know if that was a good jumping off point for conversations that turned into more of like dad's buying everything why is dad buying everything <laughs> That could be a good conversation. I mean, it was still really fun. Yeti and my spaghetti, all all of the fun games. And the most important thing you can give to your kids in this whole process is words to give them direction. Don't say, don't you know that? Mm. 
you say, so did you do this and this and this? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you were struggling with that. And then you must have done this, this, and this. Oh, I'm sure that you did mm-hmm. A, B, and C. And they might go, well, I did A and B. Why is C important? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Oh, great. So I've given them words, but I've given them the path to follow mm-hmm. that we can reinforce in the future. And so I know for me, it, uh, it's always a, how do I start this? What do I say? I just need the first three words. Yes. I always say I need the yes. one, two, three. And things that you can say are, yeah. I've noticed, right? I've noticed you've been sad. I've noticed you've been a little quiet. Is everything okay? How's school? How's, you know? Mm-hmm. And then pause. Don't keep talking. <laughs> Stop listen. talking and listen. Yes. Um, saying I love you uh, to them just because, not because they've done anything or just because they're sitting on the couch and they're yeah. cute as can be. And, and maybe that's different than how you say I love you every other time. Right. Like maybe for my family, at least. On the phone, it's okay, love you, bye. Right. And so it's just love you all the time. Yeah. But maybe it's different where like I go down on my knees. Yeah. And maybe I go down on my knees and I lock eyes with Finley. Yes. And I say, Do you know how much I love you? Yeah. Make them blush and turn away. Right. Exactly. Let them know. Mom. (laughs) Make them embarrassed. (laughs) Exactly. But maybe it's different than every other time. And maybe it's I hope you know. I hope Mm. you know that I'm really proud of you. I know this has been a tough day. But I hope you know that you're doing a really good job. I hope you know that uh, you might be feeling bad because of how a test went today. But I hope you know that you're an amazing person. It doesn't matter if you you succeeded or failed today. You're still amazing. Mm-hmm. And I know you're going to do well in the future. You know, right. whatever your kid needs in their bucket. Um, keep trying. Do you need help? Do you want a hug? Uh, how can we, right? Again, don't fix things for them. How can we do this together? They will much more remember the things you did with them, the things that you gave to them, <laughs> or the things that you fixed for them. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's so good. <laughs> and so give them that do you, gift. Do you remember that? Can you say that again or no? <laughs> Probably not. Okay. It's a good thing we recorded it. <laughs> I really love that because I've, I've, I just really loved it how you said that. I yeah. think it was really good. Cause it's, it's kind of like the, if this, then, mm-hmm. or like, instead of this, this, you know what I right. mean? So yeah. yeah, that's really helpful. Um, so there's so many things and, and the most basic one is, you know, sit down at dinner together whenever you can. And whenever they bring something up to you, just say three simple words, tell me more. Mm-hmm. When you learn your story, you learn how to listen to other stories Right. And we want them to feel comfortable in talking to us about their successes and their wins as much as the things that they're struggling with. Tell me more. I might not agree. I may not, th- I may not like what you say that you think about yourself or believe about yourself, but I want it to come to the light so that it doesn't uh, bully you in the shadows. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't press you in the times where you're struggling and accuse you of things or condemn you. Mm -hmm. That's what I want my kids to be able to identify and know "Mm, those are not words that God gave me because they're accusation, condemnation. And now I need to correct those. And and so I don't need to be there as their mom to correct them for them because now I've taught them how to identify and recognize them when they Mm -hmm. come. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. So parenting, good luck with that. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I, but really, I mean, all all of this, like all of the takeaways and even just those 
um, like the practical first three words, tell me more. Like, and, and I love so much and you probably hear this all the time, but just the Pastor Becky voice and like having <laughs> you say all of the things I'm like, I just, I need that in my ear all the time. Just tell me, <laughs> tell me everything. <laughs> but it's just helpful to hear the examples yeah, and to then be able to take that home. Because if I'm being honest, I mean, we had this conversation and then the next, that night mm. I went home and put into practice and, and talked to Brian about it. You to apply and I'm it. like, oh. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it works. But that that's too, you know, you might pray for an opportunity to apply it and right. then just be prepared to follow through. Yeah. And to be able to do some of that if work. If you're a parent, you will have an opportunity probably tonight. And yes. if not tonight, tomorrow, because parenting is one of the biggest challenges we've ever had in our life. But you are equipped to do it well. You were chosen for your children because you were the best choice for your kids. And just remember that as you traverse some of these things and if you wonder if um, you're the right one, you absolutely are because God chose you for your children and know that as long as you love and you're mindful of them uh, and mindful of yourself, that it's all going to work out great. We hope you enjoyed this episode in our How Do I series. Do you have a question that you'd like us to address on the podcast? Email us at becky at j2wholeness.org. Comment and like this podcast and make sure to follow us on Instagram at j2wholenessgb. Thanks for joining us on The Whole Podcast, a production of Journey to Wholeness, a program designed to help you feel equipped to face life's challenges. To learn more, visit our website at j2wholeness.org. The letter J, number two, wholeness.org. For more information about online courses, in-person groups, intensives, and retreats.